Hello everyone, I am Juana Ordequescu and you're listening to the We Include podcast. Here we seek to bring you the most relevant and off-the-shelf diversity and inclusion initiatives. Today we're landing in Iceland, home of Pay Analytics, which offers a user-friendly software solution helping companies measure and close pay gaps efficiently. I knew it's getting widely adopted, but I was impressed to hear they are already in 40 countries and I am so excited to see companies use it for their local gender pay reporting and decision-making in compensation management for the long run. We are speaking with an old friend, Vidir Ragnarsson, father of five and one of the calmest people I had the honor to meet. After more than 10 years of head of people analytics at Reykjavik Energy, he fully joined Pay Analytics. He is also a lecturer and DEI advocate and today we will also learn why. So Vidir, tell me a bit, what does Pay Analytics stand for today? Uh, well, we are a software uh, company. We uh, uh, design and uh, provide a solution for companies to close uh, pay gaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, only gender pay gaps, but uh, pay gaps uh, stemming from origin, race, uh, age, and uh, the combination of those. So the intersectionality of race and gender. So uh, we are addressing uh, all of these uh, demographics that can affect uh, uh, how we pay and how people are paid. Mm-hmm. So, and we are operating in over uh, 40 countries. Uh, our biggest market is in Iceland. Uh, mm-hmm originally there and and uh, over 30 percent of the Icelandic workforce is uh, their pay is analyzed uh, with pay analytics so yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a software company but uh, but basically uh, we're not only focusing on pay but we're also focusing on uh, some uh, uh, measurement of diversity yeah uh, equity equity and, and, mm-hmm. yeah that is amazing 40 countries yeah right it's it's going going really well okay and uh it all started in iceland uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm very keen to go a bit back to the roots like how did this all start how did you build it what were some milestones because i think that's that seems almost a mystery especially in this type of topics how do you you start and how do you actually get traction specifically in uncharted territory right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I'm so happy to to uh, share this story with you. Mm-hmm. So uh, it basically started in a in a bank in Iceland, uh, where a CEO uh, had an outside uh, consultant measure the pay gap. Yeah, uh, got a got a figure back around eight uh, percent gender pay gap. So uh, that they took all their processes uh, really too uh, hard. Uh, and uh, got a measure back uh, one year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while uh, they were just uh, monitoring every pay decision, and, and uh, so the later uh, measure, it was a little bit better, but mm-hmm. not, not very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this CEO, he asked, well, so how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Who are the people who are who are who are getting raises so I can I can close the gender pay gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how will how will it affect the pay structure? And what will it cost? And uh, no one really had uh, any answers to these mm-hmm. questions. So uh, he approached uh, Margaret uh, that is the founder of uh, 
pay analytics mm -hmm. and uh, she is a professor in in the states and uh, so fr uh, from there uh, well she kind of uh, uh, thought about this and, and uh, starting thinking about uh, uh, bringing a solution to the market that uh, solved these questions went deeper into the mechanism mm -hmm. of uh, of uh, pay and, and how we distribute pay and, and what affects pay and, mm -hmm. and therefore what affects the pickup. So uh, I was actually then in Reykjavik Energy uh, doing some uh, people analytics uh, things and, and uh, diversity things also. Mm -hmm. And uh, we became uh, the development partner for pay analytics, Reykjavik Energy. So our cooperation will go way back. Mm. Uh, and with uh, that cooperation, Reykjavik Energy closed its gender pay gap just in, in, in uh, under one month, one, <laughs> one year, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, from starting to uh, experimenting with, uh, with the software mm -hmm. and, uh, and then closing it one year later. So that was, that was really amazing. And then the, uh, when did it start going from just uh, an Icelandic business and an Icelandic initiative to we're in 40 countries? <laughs> Yeah, uh, so it's uh, uh, as a company. It's 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 it was uh, like I started in 2018, mm -hmm. and uh, so in 2020, uh, the uh, first uh, international uh, customers came in, mm -hmm. and uh, the biggest one is is uh, Allianz, uh, mm -hmm. uh, international uh, insurance company. And uh, so, so during some discussion uh, with them, they decided to implement it for, for the whole, whole group. Yeah. Uh, so uh, rolling it out to the 50 independent uh, entities. And uh, uh, from the uh, start of where they uh, decided to use this solution, they drove their gender pickup down below 1% in just three months. So, so uh, when you have something that uh, works uh, like this and you can implement it that fast, uh, that of course creates some waves and, and uh, from there the ball has been rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I'm hearing, and it's, it's probably a bit shocking, right? I didn't hear you saying, oh, we had to go and do some analysis and discover if there was a pay gap. It's kind of by default from what I'm hearing, all companies mm -hmm. have one a gender yeah. pay gap, and it just needs to be looked at and, and carefully catered for those specific I know, demographics or dimensions in the, those organizations. But you you express it very like, this is the truth and this is the reality and this is what we see no matter who we talk to. Yeah, well, uh, as we know, uh, and it is measured on, on a national basis. Yeah. So uh, the pay gap in Europe and the world is... is in the world, it's close to 20% mm -hmm. all over the world. Uh, in Europe, we are seeing numbers from like 10 to 15%. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we have companies that, uh, uh, well, at least you have to, have to measure uh, in order to know what is the status uh, mm -hmm. at your company. Uh, and uh, yeah, usually we find a pickup. Yeah, yeah, the auditing yeah. first, right, and then kind of designing the solution. Yeah, measuring, mm -hmm. and and then you then you can uh, can get a get a 
well, like an actual plan, how, mm-hmm. how are you going to, to address what you find mm-hmm. out? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm going to generalize and probably that's not the way how you do business, but um, I guess there are some patterns uh, around when you should put some guardrails as an organization uh, to protect somehow equity, right? Mm-hmm. And would you say that, the hiring process is more the culprit or the performance management is the culprit? Where does it start uh, Yeah, getting wildly out of hand? Um, and where should, if I am now a, a chief people officer, where should I pay attention first or more? Yeah, well, uh, well, both. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I, I didn't want to hear that, but yeah. No, okay. I know, I know that, that. Yeah, well... Uh, so, so in general, uh, yeah. there are, are some biases at, at uh, place. Uh, uh, we are, uh, if you look at recruiting, uh, mm-hmm. we are uh, we are built that way. We trust more people that are, are similar to us, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, having uh, uh, mostly men in management position uh, that uh, brings more men into. Mm-hmm. management positions so so you have to address that bias and and uh, build some uh, processes into the recruiting mm-hmm. uh, process to uh, to address the biases mm-hmm. uh, in the performance management uh, uh, you have similar biases and they are very very gender specific so men mm-hmm. uh, uh, Think higher of their of their performance, mm-hmm. and uh, they demand more mm-hmm. in pay. And uh, so, in your uh, performance uh, review and, and and practices, you have to also uh, have keep these biases uh, in mind and, mm-hmm. and uh, address them. So, having some uh, processes in place, so just to address. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it it, it can be. Uh, uh, well, of course, you you can look at it that way. Okay, the, the women are not asking that much, mm-hmm. uh, but and I can I can get away with uh, without paying them hmm. uh, as much as the male. But uh, yeah. in the end, if you are valuing uh, uh, performance, if you are valuing uh, certain positions, uh, and you don't do it equally, and you underpay uh, women, you are going to get another. Uh, problems just like uh, 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 it will hurt the the job satisfaction and mm-hmm. and uh, you will have to deal with uh, uh, more women leaving and, and such and that is very costly for sure attrition very very costly hiring yeah. the the right people extremely like one of the biggest problems that any CEO will will probably put on the, on the strategic table right yeah interesting and you know that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's why I have a job. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned a couple of the businesses you've worked on with, and you are continuing this journey in, in 40 countries. Um, I, I would hope you also get to see a bit the results of your work and you maybe have some perception of what's the impact on those communities. First, there are some employees affected, I, I, I assume and I imagine, and I hope. And then is there like a, a wider kind of a butterfly effect that you see or these organizations see as soon as they address and solve the, the gender pay gap? Yeah, what what we are seeing also is is that uh, so they are they are more they are also getting uh, the driver of the compensation mm-hmm. uh, in the results. So they mm-hmm. actually see what is 
what is, is it that is is driving the the uh, uh, compensation mm-hmm. and in some cases they think uh, well okay we are a very performance driven company and we pay for performance yeah but w- then we run the analysis and we can see well okay you're not doing that mm-hmm. uh, actually when you look at people in similar roles with similar tenure and and in in similar positions uh, the highest paid are not paid, uh, highest mm-hmm. performing are, are not paid uh, uh, nearly as well as, as you think they are. Mm-hmm. So so they can uh, address this issue and uh, uh, you can always look at it as a cost. But all, then we are also saying, okay, if you were measuring performance right and if you're perf- uh, measuring the, the importance of, of the contribution of the of the employee, mm-hmm. uh, then you are kind of ha- you're having a measure of, of uh, its employee's value, yeah. and and you don't want to uh, you ha- don't have, want to have an employee that is uh, undervalued, and you don't want uh, your employees to have, be overvalued too. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you are just spending money on on the wrong horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is one of the effect we are seeing. Uh, more uh, like a trust in the employees that mm-hmm. are, are uh, and it's also about communicating the results how they communicate uh, they communicate to the to their employees that uh, they are measuring and they mm-hmm. are uh, addressing these issues and uh, correcting mm-hmm. and, and that brings up brings up like a trust and and uh, and uh, yeah, higher higher job satisfaction, yeah, engagement for yeah, sure. Engagement and such, yeah, yeah. So we we are seeing a lot of these effects. Got it. And and also on on the ind- individual front, we are seeing uh, people that are are uh, well correctly paid, fairly yes. paid, uh, uh, based on their uh, contribution to the company. I always envision that this really impacts generational wealth. Um, there is somehow a connection around how much can you do with your paycheck? Can you just survive? Can you just um, invest? Can you uh, invest in the future of your children? For example, that's part of this generational wealth that happens when you are um, uh, in the right organization and with the with the right appreciation, I guess. Yeah. Um, but in, in the same time, I, I as you say, probably for the organizations as well, showing the care and showing the ability to be correctly transparent and communicating transparency uh, on an ongoing basis. It, it really, again, you, you don't have attrition as high, you have higher yeah. engagement. Yeah. So yeah. It, it hits in every, in every areas. Um, having these conversations, and I guess you're having them with C-level, with comp and ben people, um, what's harder than you estimated? What's kind of always a bit of a, a rock to push before you get in the organization and before you you get to to create programs and solutions for them? Yeah. So what does the, uh, what uh, surprised us uh, as a, as a company the most in our marketing efforts was that uh, we estimated that companies that uh, are in like the Nordic countries mm-hmm. uh, where you have like a like a equality like a built into the uh, infrastructure in the companies and and the countries mm-hmm. there uh, we thought well it will be easy to go into these markets mm-hmm. uh, but that's not the case so yeah so uh, when companies think everything is uh, quite equal here then they say well we don't have to measure it is 
it, yes. it is it is very equal. Yeah. But uh, uh, like in Europe, when you go, go more to the south, uh, uh, then we, then then uh, people are, uh, know that there are uh, uh, like a differences in the culture. Yeah. And. Uh, and there is a push, uh, just a general uh, international push or a local push uh, from politics and, and also legislation through EU and, and such that are, are uh, putting this on the agenda. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the people there, they, they really want to address this. Mm-hmm. So we want to be a fair company and we want to want to tell our, our employees there that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that that was kind of a, a, a surprise. Interesting. So yeah. you will have Greece, you will have Spain saying, yes, we for sure have a problem. Just come yeah. and check and yeah. tell us how yeah. big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Versus and, uh, Scandinavia, I was like, we don't have a problem. Yeah. And you've seen uh, like a, uh, the Italian uh, government, mm-hmm. they, were, they were introducing a legislation uh, just last year and mm-hmm. they are uh, implementing how companies are going to address that uh, now. And, and they have a goal of, of bringing the uh, uh, total uh, gender pay gap down, well, below 10%, I think. So that it, is a, it, it helps a the bottom line, the GDP, the investment, right? And yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So you have to totally change the well compensa- com- composition of your workforce uh, uh, in order to do that. Mm-hmm. You have to bring women into the higher paid positions, mm-hmm. just not only Industries, in management, yeah. mm-hmm. and also in, in the jobs. So. Mm-hmm. Or or pay the the well what has been uh, mm-hmm. uh, female dominated jobs you have to pay them more. Yes, so. yes, yes. I see. Okay, interesting. And do you think we will ever be in a society where pay transparency is the norm? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm quite optimistic in that. <laughs> Uh, I uh, we are seeing uh, like in uh, uh, there is a, a movement in EU. There is yeah. a legislation that is going through the EU Parliament, uh, and they are uh, there. You have to report, uh, mm-hmm. and it's for all all uh, uh, companies in in EU mm-hmm. with uh, ten employees or more, mm-hmm. and and you have to have an action plan if you measure a gender pay below. Mm-hmm. 2.5 percent. So, so that's a it's a quite quite strict. And and in order to do that, you have to have a have a transparent uh, uh, system. So, yeah. paid transparency has many levels. Uh, we're not only only talking about everyone sees everyone's pay, but uh, yeah. uh, the decision making around pay is transparent. I understand. So, so everybody listening. 2.5%, that's going to be your margin and wait for it, each country. And now we have already France, we, we were saying Spain, England has a program, but I think not starting with 10, 20 employees, but a bit higher. Yeah, I, I think it's around 50 mm-hmm. uh, in UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, UK, Spain, uh, uh, Sweden, Canada has a, mm-hmm. has a very extensive legislation that they, were, they are rolling out now. Uh, New Zealand is, is very much in the in the in the front and uh, so 
we are seeing this, and also in the states, uh, we are seeing uh, uh, yes. both on a states level and on, on a federal, on federal level. Yeah. yeah, I I just saw actually this week communication around um, state by state starting to implement a, a variety. Maybe that's also a bit of the issue. Sometimes I see they're going to create discrepancy within the discrepancy yeah. uh, because of the different approach and level of commitment, or even of this range, right? Like what's an acceptable gap, for example, yeah, because yeah, you will yeah. always have somewhere. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And what we are seeing uh, is that uh, uh, maybe three years ago, uh, you would come into a company, you would measure pay cap around 5%, and you would mm-hmm. say, okay, uh, it's not good, but mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we can say 2% is the, is, is the new 5% today. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, not acceptable, but yes. uh, we are seeing that more like a, a, like a, 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 the number we are we are measuring when we are coming in, and uh, the number people are, are uh, aiming for in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But also, we want to see them go below one percent. Yes, people are starting to be more yeah. aggressive for sure. Interesting, Vidir. Uh, I am I'm quite fascinated by this, and I'm sure you you have at your fingertips so much information uh, that you cannot share. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm happy to see that uh, more and more organizations, uh, either by themselves because they're C uh, C level and uh, and founders are are intentional about it, but also mm-hmm. even to be honest, more more interested to see how countries legislate this because then there's no excuse in a way, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the legislation is is driving this, but uh, uh, I, the customers I, I love to work uh, the most with is that those that I have the, uh, like the, uh, in this, uh, the driving from themselves to, mm-hmm. to drive this down and be fair. Okay. Actually, that's a very interesting segue because I'm very curious why are you here? Right? Like, why you? Uh, why this particular type of career and 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 scope and purpose? Yeah. Well, uh, born in Iceland and, and bred, and, and uh, Iceland folk uh, society has uh, been having a long history of, of focus on gender equality. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I remember in in ninety. Stories uh, that from the day uh, women uh, uh, went to the street in 1976 mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, demanded higher pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm kind of grown up with, uh, with the notion that it's it's uh, unfair that uh, women not being treated uh, in the same way uh, mm-hmm. as as uh, men. Uh, probably from my from my mother. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks, mom. Uh, yeah, thanks, mom. But uh, uh, so a social injustice has always been uh, uh, like a close to my heart, and, and trying to trying to correct that, and uh, that drove me uh, towards uh, studying sociology in mm-hmm. the beginning, and uh, uh, so I have I have a, a lot of lot of interest. Uh, from early on in, in, in well, societal uh, working and how it affects us. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that we are, I am here because of that. And I have an opportunity to, to address this. Uh, uh, Correct. Yeah. Yeah, why not, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I find this type of work, though, um, quite draining sometimes. 
um, and uh, even impactful in terms of your mental health and your kind of trust in the world sometimes. You see, uh, as you say, when you work in social justice, it means you see a lot of injustice and you try to solve that. And that can be destabilizing or, of course, uh, heavy, right, to to carry. Um, Even heavier, of course, for those experiencing, but even when you are um, uh, aiding or contributing in any way, you're, you're just more exposed to it, right? I'm very curious, what do you do to keep yourself balanced? I think uh, I want to make this podcast also a resource for for advice because everybody uh, that is talking to us has a certain, uh, they signal a certain need to keep things in check. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anything that keeps your energy in check? Yeah, uh, well, a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So going out, skiing, being in nature, hiking, walking, traveling. No people. I hear no people, basically. <laughs> yeah, reading about people. <laughs> but uh, doing all these things with, with, with people. Yeah. Yeah. With my friends and, and family. And and, uh, and I love cooking and oh, dining. Okay. And, yeah. So, yeah. We, okay. keep, that keeps me, uh, keeps me uh, well, yeah. Happy and 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 drown me, yeah. But yeah, but uh, in general, uh, I think no one wants to be. It's it's not like it's a, it's the bad guys uh, plotting to mm-hmm. pay women less or something like that. Yeah, uh, could be in some instances, but in general, uh, we are just a, a product of of uh, our upbringing and and the society we are mm-hmm. brought up in, and 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 uh, and I think it's. Uh, we are so as 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 a world and in in our communities we are getting a hard lesson on on how to treat each other more fairly and more more equal. Sometimes we are getting a hard a, lesson. Yeah, sometimes we take a we we need to see a, a a very 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 well kind of big injustice in yeah. our face just to just turn this around. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. this is what you're doing actually. You're actually pulling the injustice forward and making people look at it because I think there's a lot of out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, uh, exactly. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, the initial question is, okay, what is the status in your company? Mm-hmm. Uh, and people say, well, I think we are fairly good. We are, mm-hmm. we are, we are nice people. We are not uh, discriminating anyone. Yeah. Okay, should we measure? Mm, then, of <laughs> course, you should want the answer. Yeah, why not? Sure. Uh, but but sometimes you you get a like a hindrance there, uh, so so and that is very 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 uh, uh, interesting. I see. Uh, so be going beyond that, uh, uh, nothing to fear. You can mm-hmm. measure and then mm-hmm. you can you can correct, mm-hmm. and that uh, helps you create a, a more fair workplace, more fair more fair company mm-hmm. uh, uh, going forward. Nice. And it inspires probably overall structure. If, if if I work in an organization that takes care of this and then I go and I found another one or I work for another one, I either make sure that I, I, I build it with purpose or I demand from my next organization the same level of transparency. Yeah. And I think this is yeah. a bit po- cross-pollinating, right? Yeah. yeah. So you create like a benchmark. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
To wrap it up a bit, I'm very curious and I hope to have you again in a couple of years and you'll tell me that I have conquered the world yeah. um, because that's, that's I guess, the, the purpose to be everywhere. But in the, in the more short-term, mid-term, where is Pay Analytics going as, a, as an organization? What are the plans? What are some maybe key, key targets for you? Yeah, so uh, uh, we are... Uh, we make sure that we fulfill well local uh, reporting requirements mm-hmm. uh, everywhere. Uh, we are now focusing especially on Sweden and Canada. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sweden is, is has a system where everyone has to report and it's, it has to be in, in, in a certain way. Uh, and these two countries are focusing on uh, not only uh, equal pay for equal work, but uh, equal pay for work of equal value. Mm-hmm. So th- there is a, a system every every employer has to have in place to measure uh, the value uh, that uh, their employees bring to the company. And so you're not discriminating on this value. And then you can have uh, 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 very different jobs, mm-hmm. but uh, bringing the same value to the organization and you are not... Uh, uh, discriminating uh, based on this value, mm-hmm. and I think that is that is uh, really interesting, and and that is kind of uh, where the legislation in EU is is going. Okay. So Canada and uh, Sweden is is kind of on the on the on the uh, yeah horizon now. Mm-hmm. And you're actually traveling, as far as I understand, very soon, both Sweden, both and and, and Canada for yeah, putting more of this in motion. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. I, I hope we'll see that uh, more countries adopt, first of all, the legislation and the regulation and the, the best practices, but also mm-hmm. pay analytics as uh, as it's a very successful um, uh, software, first of all, but also I think it has the right people with the right mind behind it. And I, I, I appreciate you for taking uh, your energy and your, your neurons on this journey very useful um, and I, I really hope we'll, we'll hear only good news. Um, it, it can only get better, let's say so. Oh, thank you so much, Zawana, and thank you for your very kind, kind words. Always a pleasure to, <laughs> to meet you and, and uh, congratulations on your, on your podcast. And, and, thank you very uh, much. <laughs> pleasure to be with you there. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for staying with us for the entire episode. You are the best. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to the We Include podcast on Spotify or the podcast provider of your choice. And don't forget to share in your networks. It's highly appreciated. You can find me on LinkedIn for suggestions of initiatives and topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. They are coming out weekly. Till next time, take care.